Wake up from your slumber, come into the podcast, new world, new world. It could be exciting, it could be disastrous, new world, new world. Will there be some titties, will there be some bunsies, new world, new world. Music. Welcome to New World Pictures Podcast, where we're going to talk about every movie released by New World Pictures. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark. I am here. And Erica? I go by Mecca Erica now. (laughs) And joining us for this episode, we have a very special guest. He's an actor, writer, director. Uh, You've seen him most recently in The Leech, uh, Scare Package 2, Christmas, Bloody Christmas, Mystery Spot, and of course, we talked to him for Dementia Part 2. He's also the writer and director of Sequence Break and the author of a new book, Godzilla, The Ultimate Illustrated Guide. Graham Skipper, everybody, is joining us. Hello. Hello. Yes, I I was fast asleep and then suddenly I heard a princess singing <laughs> and it woke me up. Oh, yeah. And I was, does. you know, I was a little bit grumpy, but my mm. eyes were glowing and I decided <laughs> to follow the sound and now here I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope she was the right. It was only the royal uh, princess that can sing that song that wakes you up. Exactly. It's a very difficult alarm system that you have. (laughs) I I like to sleep in. (laughs) Sleep for long periods of time. And of course, we brought Graham on to talk about a very special film, 1974's Godzilla vs. Mecha Godzilla. if you think your powers are a match for Mechagodzilla. They are comparable to Mechagodzilla. Yes, they are. It's got a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. I love this song. I love this music. Normally, these trailers have a little bit more going on. Not this one. I mean, what more do you need? We have that swinging Masaru Satu <laughs> score. You know? Yeah. Godzilla's head controls out of order. We can't continue the operation. 
damn it. We'll have to postpone our attack on Tokyo. <laughs> Bring Mechagodzilla back to the base for repairs. Sir. <laughs> are we are we listening to the whole movie? <laughs> yeah, that's where they ended the trailer. 19- that's all you need. That's all you need. 1974's Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla, aka Godzilla versus the Bionic Monster, aka Godzilla versus the Cosmic Monster. Brought to you by Sunflower Cruise Lines, offering <laughs> daily trips to and from Okinawa Island to the mainland. Sunflower offers fine dining, smooth waters, and occasional fights with alien creatures who will have easy access to your room. So make sure you replace your valuables with decoys. <laughs> 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 they also have those really cheap uh, lawn chairs, which I felt like <laughs> yeah. those are. You hit one good stormy day, and those things are flying right off the deck. <laughs> yep. Um, this is directed and co-written by June Fukuda, who who directed five Godzilla movies in total. Yep. Um, I'm telling. I feel like I'm going to go through some of this stuff throughout this whole episode, Graham, and you're just going to be like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> I feel like I'm doing you know. Yeah, uh-huh. you're just checking my notes. Um, Fukuda also wrote the lyrics for the song in this movie, um, "Mia Robbie's Prayer." Um, Fukuda was one of Toho's stable of directors, but was not a fan of his Godzilla films. Oh, uh, he even admitted that there shouldn't have been any sequels at all, and what? they should have just stuck with the first one. Wow, harsh. Am I doing okay so far, Graham? You're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is um, unusual so, for Ryan to be uh, checked on his research. I know. Well, we just trust good. him at face value that he's saying yeah. everything that's truthful. I, <laughs> I have made up so many. We things. blindly agree to everything. We're like, sounds good. Um, the <laughs> cast, uh, for what it's worth, the cast, Masaki Daemon as Keisuka. Uh, he made his debut in 1971's Return of Ultraman, and he was seen previously in Lady Snowblood to this in a very small role and would appear in the TV series Ultraman 80. Um, he was uh, in a theater company called Kumo, and that is where he got cast from, as well as his co-star, Reiko Tajima, who plays the archaeologist Seiko. Um, she would go on to do a lot of voice work, including Galaxy Express 999 and Space Adventure Cobra, and is still acting to this day. Most importantly, though, this stars Asao Zushi as Godzilla. He's replacing actor Haru Nakajima, who played Godzilla in the previous 12 films. Zushi had been playing Godzilla and other monsters in a TV show called Zone Fighters. But this, I think, is his only his only appearance as Godzilla. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Yeah. And in the other suit, we have Kazunari Mori as Mechagodzilla, who... Also played Mechagodzilla in the follow-up, 1975's mm-hmm. Terror of Mechagodzilla. So he is the guy who plays Mechagodzilla. He is Mechagodzilla. Yeah. And he's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he doesn't do anything else really afterwards that I could tell. So Typecasting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to break out of that. He just kind of retired after Mechagodzilla. He was maybe like, I'm his, good. Maybe his head stopped working. So That's right. You know, it's, a tra- it's a tragic flaw. <laughs> this is where you can watch it um you can watch this on tubi right now you can also watch it on uh the criterion blu-ray collection that's how what how we watched it uh you can also watch it on hbo max 
Yes. As part oh, of yes. the Criterion Ooh. Collection. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's on there. Yeah, with, a lot of it. With all of the uh, Showa era films and some of the Heisei and uh, Millennium films, but but not all of them. Yes, the Criterion Collection that I have, I should say, specify too, is the Showa era. It's just all of those, which I grab because we that's, have... That's the only one that's gotten that big, a big, beautiful Blu-ray mm. release like that. Yeah. Uh, the, the others have gotten some uh, DVD and, and Blue releases, but I really especially want a Heisei era box set, like a really beautiful mm. blue Heisei era box set, but not yet. Not yet. Yeah, it, it's, it's coming. Put it It'll out come. there. Let's manifest it. Let's go. <laughs> well, I've been trying. Hey, I've been, I've, I've, I have emailed Toho about that, and they basically said, ha, ha, ha thanks for the advice. <laughs> it's it's a, lot, a lot more complicated than just watching it, but man, I wish, I wish. Yeah. Uh, Mark, where did you watch this? You I watched watch? this on YouTube. On YouTube? Oh. Okay. Yeah. It's also available there. It actually there. is a, it's a, it's a good looking print of it. Well, that's good. And I, I should say, this is, uh, I just want to get this out of the way at the oh. very beginning. Uh-oh. This is the first Godzilla movie I've ever sat through from start to finish. Mm. Oh, wow. Ever. Huh. I've not seen, I, that's, that's curious, Mark, because I thought our parents showed us mm. the original Godzilla when we were kids. Like, not, and I should say, I should not, not the original Godzilla. The American version, Godzilla King of Monsters. So not the original it, it, it's uh, Japanese. It's possible, but Godzilla. I don't remember. Yeah, the, so, the black and white one with Raymond Burr. That's We saw that one, I thought, when we were kids. In fact, I watched it again this morning, and I was like, yep, this is the one I've seen. <laughs> I watched maybe. the original I, 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 uh, you know, Godzilla the, from Japan, and then I watched the remake, and I was like, okay, I've seen, I've seen the American remake. I think what Mark is trying to say is he blocked that part of your childhood together out. Mm-hmm. So yep. he def- he decided to not you guys remember can maybe any work of that. that out later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there I mean there there are some brownouts <laughs> in the childhood that and that one sure might have fallen outs. into one of those brownouts. <laughs> um yeah. just it was too there's too much electricity. There's too right. much electricity in our right. childhood and it's are brownouts as a result. But I, I will say that I'm excited for this episode to talk about this movie because I feel like I'm missing some plot points. Stepping oh. into this one without any of the backstory, sure, you can't sure. help but wonder: okay. Is there more to this story that I'm oh, maybe missing? There's so much more. that I wasn't. Oh, let's go. I wasn't, let's go. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Well, good, good. We. Good. I mean, we have an, literally an expert with us with Graham, yeah. so uh, he, he is going to be able to fill in any and all gaps. I'm sure. I mean, we. That's why we couldn't. We had to have you on. Yeah. I mean, you, who of else course. could we have had on? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's uh, you know, p- part of the reason on I I wanted to write the book was because this is. I mean, this is a, a thirty six film franchise. You know, this is a really huge franchise. It's the longest mm-hmm. running film franchise in mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so it's definitely something that a lot of people like sort of on the surface consider inaccessible, or you know, I mean, like you, Mark, you know, going, oh, you know, God, I haven't. I mean, this is the. Uh, God, twelfth film, thirteenth film. Yeah, thirteenth. Yeah, thirteenth. Right. Um, you know, and so of course, you'd be going, "Oh man, what have I missed?" Um, and the truth is, you missed a lot, and you also have not missed a lot. Um, uh, that's kind of what I love about these movies is that they, yes, there is deep and intricate lore, and there's a lot of history to it. Um, but it's also all pretty surface level. You know, like it's it's there's not. Not a whole lot of subtext that you're that you're missing, but um, yeah, I, I can't wait to dive into it. This is definitely one of my favorites of the whole franchise, um, and it's one of the 
uh, general franchise, you know, consensus favorites too. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and I think for good reason, I think this is definitely Jun Fukuda's best movie of the ones that he made. And he made some classics. I mean, Godzilla versus Megalon, you know, with, uh, uh, with J- Jaguar, you know, is obviously like a fan favorite, uh, son of Godzilla is a personal favorite of mine. It's very, mm-hmm. very goofball, mm-hmm. um, very silly. Um, you know, and, and I know that Jun Fukuda, like you sort of mentioned, Ryan, he, he he didn't love all of the family friendly stuff and kind of the what I would describe as like Saturday morning cartoon style of what he right. was doing. But he was a, a he was a working director. You know, he was a TV guy that they brought in from TV to do this stuff, and they paid him, and he did his job. You know, and um, I know with this one in particular, he was excited because um, Ag Superaya, the longtime special effects. Uh, coordinator for all the uh, Godzilla films had passed away a couple of years prior. Um, mm. And he, and it was Subaraya that had always been the one that said like no blood in Godzilla movies. Mm. You know, we don't want them to be too violent. Mm. And this new team that came in, they said, all right, well, Subaraya has gone, you know, it's a new team. Let's, let's add some blood, you know, let's make it a little bit more visceral. And they certainly mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. in this one, which I think actually works. You know, I think it's, yeah. I think it's fun yeah. and, it's a little more, I don't know, it's a little more like Tarantino. It's a little more, um, it's it's just a, a little more adult. Um, and then with Terror of Mechagodzilla, which comes after, which actually I prefer to this film, uh, they go even more dark and more adult with it, um, which I really love. But anyway, that's getting off topic. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, that, I was actually someone I was going to bring up to you because I did think like, is this always have this amount of blood in, in Godzilla movies? Because I've only seen a handful myself. Like I said, the origin, the Americanized version of the original. I have seen Son of Godzilla. I've now seen this. I've seen the more American ones. In fact, I did listen recently to your Screen Drafts episode on Godzilla films. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And noticed that none of the New World ones that we'll talk about got brought up not even once, uh, including Godzilla 1985. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, which is also a great movie. I mean, there's just so many, you know, like that's yeah, the, sure. that, that's yeah. the challenge but, with any kind of list like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was good to know that we're talking about some of the best ones. hundred <laughs> percent. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, you know, it was tough to not put this one on that list. I mean, like I said, I personally prefer Terror Mechagodzilla. Um, I think there's just a little bit more going on. Um, but but this one definitely. I mean, it was time you, you out. Know. I'm sorry to interrupt. There's more going on in Terror of Mecha Godzilla <laughs> oh, than yeah. in this one because this oh, one yeah. had a shit, a literal. I weighed it metric shit ton of stuff going on. There's so, wow. there's a lot there's a wow. lot going on. Yeah, okay. um, yeah, and and in Holy t- shit. In, okay. in, in Terror, there's a uh, an added layer of this like weird father daughter relationship um, where oh, where wow. you find where you find out that the, the father who is, he's a bad scientist. He wants to destroy the world by controlling Titanosaurus and then helping the aliens rebuild Mechagodzilla, you know, the classic sort of story mm-hmm. that we all know and love. Um, but, I wish uh, my dad loved me as much as he loves Mechagodzilla. Yeah. Right. But, but he's, um, I cannot tell you how many times I asked that question. In my all the time. It was constant. All the time. Constant. Uh, but but his his daughter uh, in the film, who we meet, you know, who who is the one that sort of introduces us to to her father, uh, we find out um, her daughter is actually an android that oh. he rebuilt. 
uh, because he accidentally killed his own daughter uh, <laughs> during an experiment that he was conducting. Oh, upon her. oh wow! My God. And so he's now brought her back as an android. Wow! And it's it's all very complicated. There's like there's double crosses and stuff like that. Yes. Um, wow. Anyway, wow. so yes, so definitely check out Terror Mechagodzilla. But Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, <laughs> it's one of the best of the franchise, and uh, I had a really good time revisiting it uh, today for this. Good, good. And I, I that was one thing I didn't want to do, but I ran out of time of which is to watch Terror of Mechagodzilla. So I'm excited now that oh, I'll, God, I'll get I can't to do wait. it. Now I'm just very excited. I can't wait because as, I absolutely love this one. So yeah. I can't wait to see one that's even more wild and violent. And than... as I said, we uh, <laughs> we we showed our daughter uh the this one and yeah. she totally was into it. And then I was kind of watching it right before we got on mic and our son came in and started watching it and he was like can you show this to me? Like he got super <laughs> sucked in. So I was like, Oh, cool. All right. Well, maybe we're going to be watching some Godzilla films. This is great. Yeah. Let's let's go. Terror Mechagodzilla. Also one of the only Godzilla films with boobs. <gasps> so there you go. Oh, Whoa! hold on. Okay. Hold on. Right. 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 I was already right. sold, but now surprisingly I'm, I'm that surprised that, that uh, new world didn't put it out. Then that is yeah. a surprise. <laughs> that right. Is right. Really surprising. Anyway, speaking of Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, it's time we talk about what this movie is about. Oh, Mark, let's start with you. What is Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla about? It's about how many people does it take to bring a plot all together? <laughs> because <laughs> as it turns out, it's more than you would imagine. And yep. some of yep. them mm -hmm. are not even people in the <laughs> traditional sense of the term. Sure. People. Sure. Yeah. Um, which human, I, human people. Human people, which I found surprising and delightful. A little bit confusing, um, but just when you think you understand, unlike a movie like The Bees, right? Which, which you just, pretty, which, which you, our, which, yes. you, which you get what this movie's about from the pretty much from the top all the way from to the, the end. Title though, yeah. this title does reveal a little bit about what's going to happen. <laughs> it does, but there, just when you think you know who's who and what the story is. Mm -hmm. They're going to change it up on you. Mm. They're going to introduce new people, new plot twists. Who's who's double crossing who? Mm -hmm. It happens multiple times. I mean, I I know I just mentioned that this is the first one I've ever watched. I loved this movie. <laughs> I was like, oh, good. Wow. good. I yes. need good because you're I, seeing a couple I, people who also <laughs> really love this. This movie. is <laughs> this is. Uh, I have not given the Godzilla franchise its just mm -hmm. desserts. I agree because yeah. this was a delight to watch. For all the reasons that I'm sort of making fun of, there are way too many characters and all of that. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. But it works in so yep. many ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I, did I, I just summarize the movie? Good night, everybody. So. Thank you for you listening. Uh, I think we invited Graham on to talk about a subject he knows very well, but also he's going to have to deal with three people just geeking out over the fact that they've just fallen in love with Godzilla. I'm so happy. No, this is great. I mean, this is, this is exactly the reason why I worked on the book and exactly it's, it's my favorite part about this franchise is when people really finally give it a chance and like you know that so many people think they know what godzilla is mm, and then they yeah, really watch yeah. one of them and this is such a great one too to dive into and watch uh because one they're always fun you know right, this is like right. the perfect sunday afternoon watch yeah um but two this one especially i think shows that you know a, a lot of people say oh you know the humans don't matter in godzilla 
Yep. But in this, the human story totally is, matters. Yes. Yeah. Totally Absolutely. matters. And yeah. it's engaging. It's like mm-hmm. a heist movie, kind of. It's like yeah. a, mm-hmm. a spy thriller. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's a love story. It's, it's a, it's like an episode of, of Star Trek, the original series at times. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's bonkers. Yeah. It's bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And yes, I totally agree with that. That was in my notes that, uh, that the human story in this is actually super strong. Yeah. But uh, also, Mark brings up a good point. This is our last episode of Disastuary because we just did the bees last week. We're t- talking about all the disaster films of New World Pictures. So thank you for joining us for this last episode, Graham. And with I'm that honored. said, <laughs> I knew you were like, oh, thank God. Um, what is this movie about? Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of a clever way to say this. So um, the Planet of the Apes has decided to try to destroy Earth using Voltron, but they are thwarted by Godzilla and his group of super friends, including King Caesar, who's really just the new cool kid in school. Yes! yes. <laughs> that is 100% correct. I could not have summarized that better. Yeah, no, that, that, is, is, perfect. that is it. That You nailed it. We're still going to go on to what oh, the rest God. of us, but... Uh, that's you know not this that is a competition perfect. but tough to beat. <laughs> yeah. um, Erica, what is this movie about? I think um, the only the only part that Graham left out. Okay, is that the other takeaway? Is that when boys like you, they're gonna play tricks on you. <laughs> that's true. Multiple that's, tricks. That's multiple tricks. Yeah. So <laughs> just know that, <laughs> lady <laughs> listeners, when boys like you, they are. Gonna you don't play know who tricks. I'm related to. You- right. You wait till you see who I'm related to. I took one of your things and swapped it. You know, like I, yeah, just tricksters. 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 I agree. And all these things are true for me. I just felt this was a story about the greatest pipe that was ever made. Seriously. (laughs) That was an intensely well-designed pipe that really came in handy when you would think, why would you create a pipe that would create magnetic waves that destroy positive and negative (laughs) electrodes? It doesn't seem like something a pipe needs to do, but it becomes so Mm -hmm. perfectly necessary at a certain moment. Well, and what's funny to add on to that is when we were watching this with our, with our oldest, with our daughter, she was like, Hey guys, are there like, is there merch for this movie? And we were like, (laughs) Oh oh, yeah, there's merch for this movie. Like there's collectible, there's merch. But it made me think, is that pipe merch? Is that pipe Damn available? It. Because they really not. missed an opportunity. They really right? missed an opportunity. I mean, yeah. the next email to Toho, Graham, you might need to <laughs> great <Yes>. pipe merch. <laughs> yeah, but imagine how that cool you'll be... be at parties if you're like, "Hey guys," and you just pop it out, <laughs> unscrew it, and mess with all the yeah. electrodes in the house. You're like, you know what this is? And they're like, "No." Like, well. I do. <laughs> sort of enjoy it by yourself in the corner. And don't worry, because if any trouble comes about, an ape people try to. <laughs> ape alien people. Ape alien people, yes. Ape alien people. Uh, here's what uh, the synopsis is according to Letterboxd. Uh, we are on Letterboxd. Give us a follow, Graham. I know you are also on Letterboxd yes. as well. Uh, so follow Graham as well. Um, an Okinawan prophecy that foretells the destruction of the Earth mm-hmm. is seeming... Seeming fulfilled, Mm. seeming fulfilled, says Mm. the synopsis, when Godzilla emerges to return to his destructive roots. No, 
The prophecy is about a monster appearing when a black mountain appears above the clouds, but okay. But I see what they're doing. They're they're sort of trying to crunch things they're together. Burying the lead a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 But not all is what it seems oh. after Godzilla breaks his ally, and I'm going to ruin this character's names, uh, Ang- Anguirus? Uh, close, Anguirus. Anguirus, yeah. okay. Uh, Anguirus's jaw. Matters are further complicated when a second Godzilla emerges, revealing the doppelganger as a mechanical weapon. Well, I'm not sure that that tells me what this movie is about, per se, but it does mention things that do happen in the movie. It sort of sets up the scene. It's like, and here we go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Did someone at Letterboxd stop watching at some point? Right. <laughs> they got they like watched about to that half point, an hour they're in. Like, they're like, I get it. I don't know. This review is <laughs> due tomorrow. Click, 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 click. Done. Did this definitely reads like a book report that I did in like middle school where it's like, <laughs> and then for the ending, well, you'll have to read the book to find out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With that report, I don't need to read the ending. I'm a genius. <laughs> My teacher will never know. Um, speaking of Anguirus, who is Anguirus? That's as people who stepping is Anguirus? Who yes. is Anguirus? Anguirus is the first monster that Godzilla ever fought. Uh, in Godzilla mm. Raids Again, the the first sequel to the original Gojira, um, Anguirus is the monster that that Godzilla fights. Um, ah. And mm-hmm. okay. uh, obviously, they're they're enemies in that. They're film, frenemies, but, right? Well, they're enemies in that film, but then uh, as as you know, more and more monsters get added in the subsequent sequels. Uh, and Guiris is typically the like best bud of Godzilla. Oh, okay. Know? Okay. Um, like as y'all watch uh, some of the other new world releases, I think it's in Godzilla versus Gigan. Um, I mean the Anguirus and Godzilla, there's a whole scene where they're swimming across the ocean together, having a conversation with like word bubbles, you know, like talking to wow. each other. Whoa. Yeah. They're besties. They're like total besties. So that's why this is so shocking <gasps> mm-hmm. when Godzilla starts mm-hmm. attacking so violently and yes. Yes. And bloody. Is like, it gets yeah, bloody. It's mm-hmm. bloody, it's graphic. Um uh and and you know and 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 Guerrero is like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, it, it, it's extra special then that when when the the real Godzilla shows up, that it shows that Anguirus was calling for his his yeah. real bud, Godzilla. It is like, yo, dude, right. somebody here is impersonating you. Help! Mm-hmm. And Godzilla <laughs> comes because Anguirus is right. his bestie. Yeah. Aww. Okay. Okay. This is so in between Anguirus. It's just at that point, only subsiding on a diet of. Pudding and yogurt because his jaw is it's not fun. doing yeah. any chewing yeah, he's, for a he's while. Having problems. You know, another interesting mm-hmm. thing about Anguirus. Uh, so liquid when they were diet. filming mm. <laughs> Liquid Diet, it'll do it. When they were doing uh, Godzilla Raids again, uh, which again was the first sequel after the original Gojira, um, they were filming a lot of the fight scenes with with I can't remember his name off the top of my head. The actor playing Anguirus, who is of course on all fours, you know, and, and running mm-hmm. around moving very fast. Um, and they wanted to film everything in slow motion is, is what they were trying to do. Uh, so the cinematographer, um, he cranked up the frame rate thinking that, or rather he cranked down the frame rate thinking that was how you film slow motion stuff. So they filmed an entire battle yeah. sequence um, in a lower frame rate, which actually did the opposite <gasps> and caused, yeah. um, caused the footage to come back looking like super speed. Yeah. Uh, and that's why they, it was that mistake 
that ended up making, because they thought it looked cool, that made them, for the rest of the franchise, that became sort of the signature look of a oh. lot of the fight oh, scenes, wow. is that they they sped everything up. Um, originally, they were trying to do things slow motion, uh, but because of that mistake, specifically with Anguirus and his fight scenes, um, it sort of altered the way that they did the whole franchise. Wow. Wow. Yeah, cool. He sort of shows up and I my first thought was in the very beginning because he shows up and they blow up a mountaintop and then we just get titles. My thought was like later as we get into it and they start going, there's a monster that's coming. I'm like, does no one has everyone forgotten Anguirus? Because he's apparently just around. <laughs> he's chilling. Yeah. He's, he's around. If you yeah, need a monster around. I mean, this is definitely a world where monsters just exist. You know, yeah, um, right. Especially right. on Monster Island, you know, with which Godzilla mm-hmm. goes to, obviously. But yeah, that's that's what's kind of funny about these is that everybody is understandably still very alarmed when like Godzilla shows up or a new monster shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, there's still just a thing that kind of exists. You know, like it was just a few years ago when all the monsters were together for Destroy All Monsters. You know, we had aliens back. You know, and all the monsters teamed up together to fight them. You know, and so it's like. Mm-hmm. Now, now we're back again, which actually makes King Caesar's appearance that much more kind of impactful because he this is the first time he appeared, right? Um, right. And so, uh, so for the Godzilla nuts out there, they were like, "Ooh, a new a new character. This is great." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, to start the movie out, we got an Azumi princess uh-huh. on the island of Check. Okinawa. Got she it. has a vision. We've got some mm-hmm. brothers. They meet for mm-hmm. a minute and then they both go on their separate ways and they will just sort of throughout the movie connect once in a while and then immediately depart again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very just close like you brothers. and I, Ryan. Yeah, just exactly. like you and I. <laughs> exactly. Very close. They have, um, a, they have a complicated relationship. They find one of them finds weird metal and the other one is in charge, I guess. Of space a, titanium. Sure. Right? Space titanium. Space titanium. Space, Space titanium. titanium, yes. Uh, which was, a, 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 I looked this up, it's an alloy developed by the oh. United Earth with, in cooperation with the Belusaludo aliens. It was eventually rendered obsolete when the Belusaludo developed and perfected nanometal. That's according to the Godzilla Wikipedia page. Mm, mm, mm. So that is probably, so the Belusaludo stuff is is from the more recent Netflix animated Godzilla movies. Mm. So I imagine that's a bit of like, I don't know, like, well, really vibranium comes from vibranium comes from, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, Wakanda. Well, well yes. Um, <laughs> uh, <clearly. laughs> uh, but I think, yeah, but I, I, I mean, unless I'm wrong, I think with this movie in particular, you know, it's funny. And again, that's why I say there's a lot of lore, but it's also very surface level. It's just, Space titanium. <laughs> right. right. You so, know. But I know they bring this up in the film, but I still need to ask, does space titanium come from outer space? That's what they say. That's what they say. <laughs> I know, but they just, it's the first question out of someone's mouth where they're like, space titanium? This material can only be space titanium. Space titanium? You mean it's from outer space? I mean... Put, put the context clues together, my friend. <laughs> the only reason why I looked it up was, how the fuck would you know that? <laughs> it's from right. space. How right. would you be like, oh, this is space titanium. I've seen this before. The other brother then later finds like a brick of it. Right. <laughs> and then he's like, look. I am positive 
It's the same metal as the piece Masaiko found in Okinawa. This is space titanium. You're right. It is the same metal. <laughs> like suddenly, he's I mean, a master clearly. of metals. He's yeah. a, you know, yeah. he knows all metals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they look identical. So uh, then we get uh, basically the statue. And the statues are a big thing. I would also say this movie is a lot of things, like a, a lot of bait and switch moments. Mm -hmm. The statue mm -hmm. eventually becomes a bait and switch moment. Mm -hmm. uh, Godzilla's first appearance is a bait and switch moment. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of like, you know, things where we think, mm -hmm. oh, it's going to be this. And it's like, no, it's not. Mm -hmm. And don't yeah. overlook the statue thinking this is a Godzilla movie. So the statue is just a small part of the overall story mm -hmm. here. This the one Huge. could argue this movie is more about the statue than Godzilla or Mechagodzilla or any of the other creatures. This is a statue story, which I it also is. found to be <laughs> like you made a movie called Mechagodzilla and you spend more time tracking this this statue, right? Which I loved. How yeah. did that become the biggest plot point? And I don't know, where, but I where in. on earth did he make a duplicate? Where, right? where did where he make on, another one? Where, they found this thing in a in a construction site, and yet he had a perfectly molded box for it. Yeah. How? On the plane, she shows him. Seiko shows him on the plane. She shows him the box. She's like, look what I'm bringing. And opens the box and shows the statue. His first thought is apparently, I'm going to make the exact same box. <laughs> In the exact same statue yeah. for later. Yeah. Gonna, that's what while, he does. While I mean, on a cruise. He's a smart guy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> smart dude. Smart All dude. of his ex-girlfriends are like, oh, he did the box trick on you. <laughs> yeah, that's classic. Yeah, he totally box tricked me too. So don't trust classic him. Classic Kasuke. Mm -hmm. Classic. Mm -hmm. That's how he always is. By the way, on the yeah. plane to Tokyo, that's where we meet what I felt was the coolest guy in the entire oh. movie. Yeah. The Interful. sunglass wearing, Interful. constantly smoking, <laughs> black ring wearing Nanbara, played by Shin Kashida, um, who uh, was apparently quite the drunk, according to an interview I read with oh, actor no. Masaki Daemon, um, who said that Kashida kept a bottle of whiskey handy throughout the whole shoot and uh, would sip on it between takes. Wow. Probably not a good thing that I thought that also sounded cool. That maybe <laughs> I mean, how badass is that? Right? I mean, come I, on, I'm like so jealous. I wish yeah, I could be a totally like, badass. Whatever. Sip. I know. I know that's not probably the best uh, example I should be looking at. Going awesome, <laughs> but I did. I'm sorry. I was like, wow, this guy's even cooler than I thought. Mm -hmm. Um, and what I but I what he does do is tries to tell them that he's. A freelance reporter, which I'm like, dude, you do not look like a freelance reporter at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you look like the coolest dude in the world. You don't look like a freelance reporter. But the coolest freelance reporter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Who's just listening in on your conversation. Don't mind me. Mm -hmm. Just a freelance yeah. reporter always looking for a story. Um, but they take that, as we mentioned, they take that statue to Kasuki's uncle and then his brother, Masahiko, takes the medal to Professor Miyajima, uh, which I, I bring up just because we have to mention Akihiko Hirata, who is a big time actor in the Godzilla franchise. Big time. Yeah. Um, he appearing as Dr. Sirizawa in the original film. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely the biggest one. I mean, he's he's one of the main characters in the original Godzilla. He's also in uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. He's in a movie that's not part of the Godzilla franchise, but they do pull some 
stuff from it. Uh, a movie called The Mysterians, which is an Ashura Honda film, which is really, really fun. And he returns in terror, Mega Godzilla. But yeah, he's he's uh, he's a legend. He's a legend. Yep. And um, he's the guy, of course, who who makes his own pipes. You know, uh, yeah. Also, do. legend status. Yeah, <laughs> legendary. Mm-hmm. Um, Perfectly tied to Ascot. Perfectly. He 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 was also almost, I believe, in the 1984 Return of Godzilla. Uh, yes, but unfortunately, he, he passed away. Passed away. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> but that would have meant that he would have made it into Godzilla 1985, which essentially they use the footage of that movie for. Godzilla 1985, or am I wrong, Graham? The footage of what? Return of Godzilla. That is Godzilla. That's the same movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they well, they but they shoot Raymond Burr and add him into the whole mix. Well, just yes, like they yes, did. yes. Yeah. So they add yeah. him in for the yeah. for the uh, uh, whatever the American version is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that, that's that they movie. just yeah. It's just Godzilla 1985 is all that New World decided to call it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, which by the way, we talked to, uh, Tony Randall about that movie and, oh, cool. uh, apparently he, he told us that in the meeting, they were like, we're going to buy Godzilla. And they were actually thinking, uh, we'll put Lauren green in it because they had <laughs> added Lauren green into tidal wave, uh, which is what Corman, uh, Roger Corman took the, the, mo- the movie submersion of Japan and then took all the tidal wave footage out of it and decided to, you know, shoot other stuff around it. <laughs> and so they were like, yeah, just like tidal wave. And like, it's Tony Randall who was like, what about Raymond Burr? <laughs> they were like, um, okay. <laughs> like they didn't, they had no idea. Well, and Raymond Burr loved this franchise. He loved, you know, being in King of the Monsters. He loved getting to come back. Uh, so I'm sure it was a fun time for him to get to get to return. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, like we said before, there's also like a lot of fu- a lot of stuff with the human characters in this, including a lot of fight scenes, which are actually pretty badass. Yeah, yeah they're good. Yeah, there's some good fight scenes. But it was my just learning that Jun Fukuda didn't want to make Godzilla movies and didn't wasn't really super into them. It was like. Oh, okay. Because these fight scenes are pretty great, so I kind of started to see. <laughs> yeah, well, he was interested in like all the human drama stuff, you know, yeah. like that's what he was interested in. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think you can totally see it in in most of his movies, but especially this one. You know, it's just the the again when I tell people what this movie is, I, I'm like, it's like a spy thriller. It's like more mm-hmm. Jason Bourne than it is. Yeah, Godzilla almost. It's it's a it's a weird thing that people mm-hmm. don't expect. Only your spy is a guy who works for construction. What does he do? What does he you don't really know? Oh. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> they're like, hey, you showed up. We found this cave and it's got drawings in it. And he's like, and that sets him on a whole adventure that he apparently doesn't need to call into work at all. Yeah. He called in, he was like, I'm on a quest for love and to also save the earth, but on a quest mostly for love. <laughs> like, so what what were the meetings he had to cancel after that? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. That's was he question. gonna survey some ground? Did he have to mm-hmm. meet with the 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 union shop leader, talk mm-hmm. about negotiations? Think about all the things that he was gonna do that day. That he just brushed off and said, "Sure, new journey, <laughs> new journey for me." 
New beginnings. What did they do with that cave as soon as he left? Were they like, do we now bash it down? Can we now? You've taken a look. Certainly. She they took pictures. Did. Can we just, mm-hmm. can we move forward with needed. whatever that mm-hmm. thing, whatever they're doing? I like, hope they kept the press out of there because the press was thirsty. Oh, to get in that thirsty cave. for that story. <laughs> Luckily, all you have to do, <laughs> what you have to do. All you have to do is say you're an archaeologist and you're good. It's so good she actually turned out to be one. <laughs> it sounded like a real bullshit story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Do archaeologists carry around creds with them? Do you have? Is there an archaeologist badge or license she, you have to have? It, her story, though, of being an archaeologist sounded as fake as uh, as mine. No, <laughs> yes, <laughs> as you. You are constantly trying to tell us you're an archaeologist, and it's getting tiring, Mark. Uh, we know you're not an archaeologist. I'm your brother. I know days, you're not an you, archaeologist. You're gonna believe me. Wait, no, just I give meant, it time. Uh, I meant when. Uh, um, uh, Nambara keeps saying that he's a freelance journalist. It's, it's, it's They're both pretty, they sound both really flimsy in terms yeah. of being a story. But. Yeah, but if you're just really, like, dedicated to whatever story you're telling, mm-hmm. eventually somebody will let you in. It's like, if you dress in all black and you have a camera around your neck and you go to a concert, tell somebody enough times you're a photographer, you know, and you're supposed to be there, they'll let you in. Good to right. know. Good yeah. to know. I'm going to go to concerts dressed in all black with a shovel and pick and be like, I'm an archaeologist. I need front row seats. I'm an archaeologist. Let me in. Let me in. I'm going to go in with sunglasses and say I'm a freelance journalist. <laughs> you need if to get you me in. smoking a cigarette and swilling whiskey while you do it, though. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. That's the... Yeah. As I said, uh, m- mentioned, the bait and switch is also for Godzilla. Once he shows up, he's actually Mecha Godzilla, And... Mm-hmm. What I think we probably should have known, even a casual Godzilla fan like myself would know, because he comes out of a mountain and not the ocean. Mm -hmm. So that seemed odd. And then, does Godzilla always fight to such a jazzy uh, fight song, Mark? (laughs) Can we listen to that? That I mean, is, is a that jazzy tune. The music for Godzilla when he fights? No, no, not at all. <laughs> um, when Masaru Sato composes, it is. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I love, I love this stuff. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the this, score, this, this, this music is, awesome. is so good. And it should be noted. So it should be noted. So Masaru Sato, uh, he was a Kira Kurosawa's composer for mm-hmm. oh. uh, a long time. He did Throne of Blood. Um, he huh. did. Uh, oh gosh, the other ones are are escaping me. Um, he did your Jimbo. Um, he, he did a ton of Kurosawa films. Uh, and of course he did a lot of, uh, a lot of the Godzilla movies as well, including Godzilla, Godzilla raids again. Um, but yeah, I love his, it's, it's just very swinging and like, yeah, very upbeat and very horn heavy, which I love. And yeah, it's jazzy. And let me ask Mark, because this was your first one. Were you tipped off by that music? Like, hmm, is this Godzilla? Because it's a little big bandy, no, a little jazzy. I, I, oh, not tricked at all. him. See? Tricked totally him. tricked me. Got you. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, when, I think- when the two Godzillas showed up, I thought there might be something afoot. <laughs> Something's wrong yep. here. <laughs> you can't get you can't fool you can't fool Mark. I literally nope. went when he came nope. up out of the thing, I went, there he is! <laughs> you did? You did? 
Um, Why? I, I, I don't I literally yep. in our living room screamed out, there he is! As if we weren't watching a movie where we know Godzilla's gonna <laughs> I did not know Mechagodzilla, like, yeah. Yep, no. Well, Suddenly, yeah. Uh, obviously this scene and that music is getting me in, but I think by the time the aliens are truly revealed, their real face... Yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm I'm in like total love with yeah. this film. I freaked at this out point. at that. Because Ugh. it's like this proto V style green skin alien, but it's also the Planet of the Apes mask, mm. as Graham was mentioning earlier, <laughs> like just covered in green. Mm. And it takes this stage, the process of shooting this transformation. Um According to Damon, the interview I read with him said it took like days for them to shoot it because they shot it like the Universal Monster movies where they do it bit by bit. And yeah, uh, like the hand thing, I think, is one of the assistant directors and it took him days and he had to keep his hand in that spot while they just yeah. shot his hand and it became hairy and green. Yeah. Uh, so but when they did that, I was like, oh, oh, man, I I think I love everything about this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, this movie just keeps on every every new thing that it adds is just more and more insane you know and more yes. and more heightened um and yeah the the design for the aliens i mean at, at the same time as this movie was coming out uh planet of the apes was a gigantic hit in japan and so mm. that's why they went with the like ape-like design was they were like well you know every real is planet of the apes right now so so go this way um uh, but i wondered they, about uh, that yeah that's interesting because i mean it is it's not like you don't think about Planet of the Apes. You think instantly. Of, I mean, it is definitely... Yeah, I mean, that's by design. I mean, they they just, they purely wanted to hop on the Planet of the Apes success train. Okay, um, okay. But before the, but before the apes, or the, 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 the alien ape is even revealed, the fact that they're all essentially, like, their outfits, the alien outfits are essentially the jogging suits that Todd and Margo wear in Christmas Vacation. <laughs> Had me 100% yeah. in. Oh my yeah. god, yes. I, I've always loved that the, I can't remember his name right now, but the, the head alien, you know, when he's the sort of mastermind behind all of it. When we first meet him, he's sitting there smoking a cigar. And I'm like, I love that this alien has come to Earth. Yeah. You know, theoretically to take it over but he's like yeah. god damn if i don't love these cigars though <laughs> yes and the red wine and the oh red wine. i love your oh. red wine and your cigars yeah. i do love earth a little bit and your time because he has that clock yes he just has like a wall yep. clock with his time on it <laughs> eric was like i'm so glad they're on earth time they, just, they're adjust, they had to adjust yeah. they had to fly in a few days early get used to earth time yeah, install yeah. the clocks yeah. teach everybody how earth time worked oh. um we have to get to king caesar here uh because oh, it yes. takes a little bit of time to get there but man oh once we get there it's so good and i love that 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 we they bring the the statue and the statue's one thing and his eyes and the sunlight that's important but once they reveal king caesar no 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 he doesn't just get up mm-hmm. you got to work a little bit harder to get king caesar out there cuz mm-hmm. you need you need to sing him a song mm-hmm. you need to serenade him that's right mm-hmm.
Um, the translation of the lyrics, the curtain of a dark night is lifting. When morning comes, I want you to awaken, my Caesar. I await you on the beach and the mm -hmm. stars, Caesar. Stride powerfully over the blue coral mm -hmm. and wipe the tears from my cheeks. Mm. My heart is burning up. Burning up, Caesar, 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 King Caesar. I mean, I will. I, I, I no is... one will ever. I'm gonna die, and no one will have ever sung anything as beautiful as that to me. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty incredible. I, I love yes. that song so much, and I love that moment where, at that point, we're all yes. going, "Fuck yeah, Zumi Princess, let's bring in King Caesar. Yes. He's gonna yes. save the day." Yeah, um, and I, I absolutely it. did not see a personalized song coming. So I, at this point, was losing my. <laughs> mind because mm -hmm. she walked out onto the beach and sang this song i i was like this movie has it all it has it all i, I couldn't I, I was freaking out yeah like, she really did she was I like what it. because also that song goes on for two and a half minutes i mean yeah. it's like yeah. we get a song a break song. you know yeah it's sung by uh i i see two different two different names for this actress bell bella lynn or beru Bera lynn those are just two. Those are just sort of two different pronunciations. I mean, okay. the, you know, Bel Bella is how an American would say it, but okay. a Japanese person would say it Berbera. You know, and, and she was originally from uh, Taiwan, so she actually didn't speak Japanese. Yeah, uh, but she does for the movie. Yeah, I think she just learned it phonetically. Basically, I think right. she just you know learned what it was. Um, yeah, I I always found when I was researching for the book, you know, I looked into who the Azumi people were, because obviously they talk about how she's an Azumi princess and all this stuff. And the Azumi, that are really, it's a really interesting history and you should do your own like deep dive into it. But basically they were a sort of a warrior tribe that lived off the sea in like, we're talking like third century AD Japan. Oh, wow. Um, they were one of the oldest, uh, you know, cultures, mm -hmm. um, but they were seafaring people. And so to all the other sort of clans and tribes that were around, they were just amazed at how the Azumi could navigate the waters as easily as they did, uh, clearly because they were communing with sea gods. Um, and, mm -hmm. and that's th therefore one of the oldest uh, religions in Japan that's sort of still going is this is that of the Azumi. Uh, so oh, I just wow. thought that was cool of like, you know, this like like very regional thing that we would have no yes. you that know, makes me no, like uh, it even more. No yeah. That makes me it's like, like it yeah, man. The Azumi have King Caesar. They can sing King Fuck Caesar yeah, away. They do. You know? <laughs> and, and also, real quick, what is King Caesar? Is he a dragon? Is he a bat? Is he a is, is he, he a, a dog? Is he a rabbit? I think he's I think he's like a like a dragon lion thing. Oh like he's a, all the things. Yeah. He's not what I expected him to look like. Correct. Even not yeah. knowing that background of the Azumi people, mm -hmm. it still was like, huh. Yeah. That's the design. Yeah. I mean, I'm into it, but I was just like, not what I was expecting to come out of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know much about the design of King Caesar. And I'll be honest, I kept expecting a trick too. I was like, ooh, is he going to trick me? And is he going to have like a little. Because this movie's got a lot of tricks in it. I didn't know. Yeah. And the uh, trick was that when he's done fighting, he goes back to sleep in his little rock house. All, all I <laughs> he's know. Like, Good night. I'm going back now. He's got to be your favorite because he sleeps so much. I absolutely yeah. respect his sleep, his boundaries, yep. and that he requires he requires a beautiful song to wake him up. A statue and a song. Like, <laughs> oh. get my statue. I love it. Sing me a song. 
two-faced wake-up approach. I'll get up and I'll do some fighting, and it. then I'm gonna go back to bed. I'm going Correct. back to bed. Yeah. I love it. I loved everything about King Caesar. Does All- he come? Does he come back in other films? He comes back in. <gasps> um, yes, he comes back in. Godzilla Final Wars, which is many, many, many years later. Oh my um, god! In yes. fact, like, I'm pretty sure that's the only. That's two. That was the yeah. That was 2004 because it was the um the 50th anniversary. Wow! Um, What's and, that one uh, called again? Final Godzilla Wars? Final Wars. Got it. Final Wars. No, we have uh, to watch that one yes. for sure. <laughs> that movie is bug nuts crazy. Yes. The, the Here they for include it. literally every monster Godzilla's ever fought. <gasps> Is is in that movie? It's it's, a, it's it's the same guy that directed Versus too, right? Yeah, Which is yeah, it's, just it's really an incredible movie. So like, I'm Let's like, go. I can't wait to watch. This. And and I will say that King Caesar, because that is Rahikinamura's favorite monster, King Caesar gets really good showing in that movie. Nice, um, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I also love that the the monster fights in this, as we mentioned, are bloody, and I'm so glad mm-hmm. that you explained why that happened after. Yeah. Uh, I think this is actually looking it up, at least if if Wikipedia is any guide, and it's not really. But yeah, I think this is the 14th, according 14th, to yeah. the 14th. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because there's 15 in the Showa era. Yeah, so this and, is 14th. Uh, this, obviously, you probably have already answered this, but there's not a lot of blood than in other Godzilla, or at least the Godzilla's before this. There's very little. Very Do, little. Does it become a staple, though, going forward? Um. So yeah, in the Heisei era in particular, which is the next era after this. So the Godzilla films are separated by era. This is the Showa era. Then there's the Heisei era, the Millennium era, and then the Reiwa era, which is the one we're currently in. They're so named because of the emperor that is in power during the time when, when those eras, when, when those films were made. Yeah, the Heisei era, which began with Godzilla in 1984, um, that whole era is kind of defined by being more adult and darker, you know, and more grown okay. up, you know, okay. big air quotes around all those. And so, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of blood, a lot more violence in those. Um, the millennium era, uh, there's definitely some violence, but those movies are more concerned with like the big special effects, lots of new CGI in those movies. Uh, Cause it started in Godzilla 2000. So lots of sort of, you know, burgeoning like special effects and stuff like that. Uh, the Heisei era, which is my personal favorite era, it just has a lot of, of the, uh, it still keeps a lot of the practical effects while pushing the envelope in terms of um, how, uh, in terms of the violence and in terms of the kind of adult themes that it's, that it's going after. We got, we got another appearance in Mechagodzilla. Oh, wow. We sure do. We got we sure a... Do. Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2, followed by Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. Which is awesome. <laughs> so, awesome movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that there's a space not it's not Mechagodzilla. Space Godzilla is different than Mechagodzilla. Not the same. Well, yeah, Spa- Space Godzilla is is from from when some of Godzilla's uh cells, some of his DNA went into a black hole. And what happened when that black hole radiation <laughs> combined with his DNA? Bam! Spat out Space Godzilla. And yes. Space Godzilla yes. is an asshole. Oh, <laughs> no! That's how you know it's not real Godzilla. He's an asshole. Real Godzilla, yeah. he's accountable for his he's feelings an asshole, and, and he can make He can make crystals appear out of nowhere. Oh, Whoa. shit. Yeah. I love this. Which seems like a perfect time to discuss things we loved. And yes. things we hated! <laughs> that's right we're gonna talk about the things we loved and things we hated about godzilla versus mecha godzilla graham 
What is something you loved? Um, I really love the scene uh, where they're being like ovened to death in the yes. alien base. <laughs> yes. um, really steamed. Yes. It feels really like they're steamed. mostly steamed. Yeah. Which the, is a yeah. healthy yeah. way. It's a healthy way to prepare I, I think, human I flesh. I think that's maybe my favorite scene <laughs> in the whole movie. Um, I just, I love it. You know, it's one, there's real peril. Two, it's very silly. Mm-hmm. You know, why are they not just vaporizing them with a ray gun? Yeah. You know, yeah. but I, I love it. It's very James Bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very silly. Uh, I, I think that's that's probably my favorite scene um, uh, in, in in the movie. Is I, I just it. I have a deep affection for that. Yeah, yeah, that's that is a good one. And I read an interview where somebody was like asking. I think again it was the assistant director, and they were asking like, "Was it really heat in there?" And he was like, "No, it's just a light." I mean, <laughs> I love it. It was like, what? No. like, but I was like, I appreciate somebody getting so into it. Like, I, I wonder, I wonder if they really I, did get the the room heated up or something. It's pretty, like, it's somebody, pretty adorable. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of, it's kind of, kind of cute that somebody yes. was so into it. You know, that's kind of awesome. Mark, what's something you loved when you watch one of these movies? And maybe probably, maybe some of my trepidation about it uh, of watching any Godzilla movie is we've all seen so many of the clips of the Godzilla's being looking sort of like humans in a rubber suit. And you have these miniatures Mm -hmm. that they're destroying. What I loved about this movie is actually for it being a Godzilla movie. There's a surprisingly low amount of Godzilla. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, Yeah, but it's true. It actually really works because like you said, Graham, it's like a spy movie and there's a lot of double crossing and there's a lot of human stories mm-hmm. and there's a big mythological story around it. And that makes the setup for all the battle at the end a bigger payoff because you have all these other plot points that are coming together that actually sort of add up in the end to what's happening. And I really liked, I really liked watching the human aspect of it as much as the Godzilla aspect of it. Yeah. Mm. Which is not often the case. And it is often the biggest yeah. criticism levied at, wow. at Godzilla films. He loved this. I'm just wondering really quickly if this is Mecha Mark or if this is Mark. I'm not Are you sure. tricking us? Any minute now, is real this? Mark is just going to emerge from the sea. Did Mark create a perfect duplicate of himself to do know. this episode? Using space titanium? Yeah. Obviously. So far, it's been a while since I've hated a movie. We've we've uh, yeah. we're three years in of watching nothing but new world movies. So uh, we, you know we are. Uh, <laughs> are you saying our senses are dulled at this point? I mean, I, I didn't just say it, but I did say it. <laughs> and Grant, um, we don't mean this movie, but we watch we. I think three years ago we might have had a different opinion of sure. the bees. Right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the uh, the line the the goal line has moved. Yes, yes. Yeah. correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, sure. Right. I got now you. it's like you watch a movie and you're like, this isn't that bad. And I know, <laughs> I know it's not that bad because I have seen way worse. <laughs> You've seen bad. <laughs> I've seen. I've yeah. I've I've no. gone to the absolute terrible. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one, notwithstanding, this one is just super fun from beginning to end. So th- this one doesn't count in that. Correct. Uh, but speaking of that, Erica, what is something you loved? I loved every Godzilla thing about this movie <laughs> from start <laughs> to Friends of Godzilla finish. 
I absolutely loved it. Ryan can attest. Mm-hmm. I was like mm-hmm. gripping my face. I had like uh, aha moments. I was scared. I was pearl clutching. I was like. <laughs> she had to run into the other room and actually put on pearls and yeah. then she clutched them. I right. loved it from start to finish. I just, I, I thought it was perfect in all ways. It, it had everything. It really did. I, I truly yeah. loved it. Somebody, uh, meaning you, said that, uh, and it's way too early for this, because uh, we do this at the end of the year, but our running top five that we yeah. do for all the movies we've watched so far in from New World yeah. Pictures, she was like, this is probably going to make my top five. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is in my top five. Yes. Easily, yes, because Good. it has all the Good. things. I mean, it has it has a foil. It has a friend. It has a monster friendship. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has you know to Graham's point, like the spy element, the love story, the human element. There's sci-fi. There's surprises. I just I, it, it, it was relentless in its surprises and new storylines and plot lines and plot points. And I just I found it. Just it, wonderful. It was very rewatchable. And I will yes. say that, Graham, we reached out to you fun. before we had watched it. And I was like starting to think like, Graham really likes Godzilla. <laughs> and um, <laughs> if we all hate it, that might be <laughs> awkward. But, you know, he knows he's a Godzilla fan. He's going to he knows what he's going to walk into. But I was a little trepidatious. But then we sat down. I was like, "Oh no, no, we both love. We both absolutely love this." Like, oh, yeah. So I, I was I like, "Oh, would. oh, thank God." This is. I mean, there there are some of the, and I I really do love all these movies. But there are certainly some of these movies where, you know, it's they they get a little, they 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 get really, you know, get a little silly, and they get a little, mm-hmm. you know, they're very very much for children. Like if we were talking about like Son of Godzilla, which right. again is a movie yes. that I love. Which is why but I love it, because I am a child. <laughs> but it is a very... That is not a movie for everybody, you know? No, no. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, when y'all were saying you were doing this, I was like, oh, well, they're going to love it. I mean, this is... I mean, Mecha Godzilla shoots out rainbow lasers. Uh, right? Rainbow it's lasers. It's so good. It's so, so good. good. He also can shoot and fight two people at one time. Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Yes. All right. Things I loved. The pipe pays off. But also <laughs> in the ring, uh, yes, <laughs> and the black ring. We we like to call that Chekhov space titanium. <laughs> yes. Chekhov space titanium. <laughs> <laughs> also love the green blood spurt of the main alien oh, guy. Yeah, yes. didn't see that coming. Even yeah. though we'd had blood already, mm-hmm. when they take him out, I was like, oh, I did not think we were gonna do that. And he was wasted on green space wine, so we should. No, he was seen on. It he was wasted on Earth wine. He was on. Was that Earth yeah, wine? he was on Earth wine. He's he, Earth wine, Earth cigars. He's enjoying all the Earth's oh, pleasures right. while he's here. That's why he's taking it over. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the wine, the cigars of the time. We cannot make a good fucking cigar to save ourselves back on our home planet. We had to come here Absolutely. to your piece of shit. Seems, Have you tried weird. Black Hole Merlot? <laughs> it's not good. No, not, not even good. to your nose. Even to your yeah. nose, you're like that reeks of black hole. I yeah. will. Not, I do not like this. <laughs> um, a, a difficult segue to this one, though. Things we hated. You're allowed to say what you feel, Graham. Anything you hate? This is a safe space. Absolutely nothing. I don't hate anything about this movie. Cheers. Really? Like, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, I thought for a second, I was like, maybe I say 
you know, oh, I hated that it was over too soon. But you know what? I'm not correct. It's a per. It's an hour twenty four minutes. Yeah, it's a perfect length. Yeah, you know, it's it really. This is a movie that knows exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It hits every note exactly the way it wants to. Uh, it fires on all cylinders. I, I love this movie. This is a. Mm-hmm. It's a. It's a total blast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. Mark, anything you hated? It's, it's okay, Mark. One. Yeah. No, be it, careful, it's, it's, Mark. All right, just be careful with my feelings right now. All right, just be think, careful. Uh, look, it, it, it's my job to hate most things. Um, <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Not a requirement, we, but one that he is. Here's, we, with when open we talked arms. about our jobs in this podcast, Eric was like, right. "I'll do the opening songs." Yep. I said, I'll do the research. And you said, and I'll make sure to hate them all. And that's what we <laughs> we assigned our jobs. I think um, it's, a, it's a light hate. But <gasps> when they reveal that Godzilla <gasps> is Mechagodzilla. Right. Uh, one of the characters says, it's a Mechagodzilla. And then the lead alien guy refers to it as Mecha's Godzilla. And I thought, really? The first thing off the top of your head is Mechagodzilla and you got the name right? You didn't think like Robozilla or some other name just seemed a little too to, like to be you could fair, have workshopped that a little more. To be fair though, Mechagodzilla does have a giant MG emblazoned on his chest. <laughs> so right. it could yeah. have been Metagodzilla or Metallicazilla uh-huh. or uh-huh. something sure. else. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Or Markzilla. That's what Mark wanted. He wanted Markzilla. <laughs> Markzilla. <laughs> That's what he wanted. That's the thing. Ultimately, I'm <laughs> jealous that it wasn't called Markzilla. <laughs> so that's something I hated. Well, Mark, you did your job. Um, I, I <laughs> my thing you. was basically uh, maybe one more fight with Mechagodzilla. I, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been mad about it. Sure, sure, sure. But that's about all I could come up with in terms of something I hated. I really couldn't say anything else because I. I really... think the poor construction of. Mecha Godzilla wouldn't support it, so disagree. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> he, disagree. He, he didn't have yeah. one more fight in him. Yeah, so, that's true. They know. talk like they really constructed him super well, but in the end, they, they gave him a lot of gadgets. They gave a, a lot of gadgets. On a human professor to fix it. So uh, let's switch to our favorite scene. Graham, what was your? You, you maybe have already mentioned it, but your favorite yeah, scene? Yeah, I mean, my, my favorite scene is the is the. I keep calling it the oven scene, you know, the, the, yeah, uh, yeah. everybody's slowly being baked to death. I just, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what it is about that scene. I just love it. Uh, I think it's so funny and so fun and harrowing all at the same time. That That's my favorite scene. Mark? Uh, certainly the cruise, just because it feels <laughs> so <laughs> in the middle of this. I know that they're going from one place to another, but it also feels like, oh, bef- I know we're in the middle of trying to solve this mystery. But how about a cruise? It's just a two-dayer. <laughs> right. It's going to be, right. but it's really nice ship. It's going to be mm-hmm. fun. And the fact that the captain came and introduced himself at the end and asked how yeah. the trip was, mm-hmm. I thought that was such a charming interlude mm-hmm. to the story. Mm-hmm. So, And it also showed me that uh, um, sailing or, 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 or cruising, more specifically, it's changed a lot over the years. <laughs> It has certainly the chairs. Number one, the chairs. Yeah, uh, chair move, chair improvement, two hundred percent. Watching it again today, I noticed that they they start out going so they'll never figure out that we switched boats. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they figured that out immediately. <laughs> like you did whatever you did, it wasn't yeah. enough. <laughs> 
Um, Erica, what's your favorite scene? I loved every scene that uh, mentioned the Azumi lore. Um, showed okay. grandfather and the one final remaining Azumi princess. So I love that. And then absolutely, absolute favorite scene was singing to King Caesar to sure. wake him up. Of course. Up. Yeah. I just loved it. And I was like, what if the song doesn't work? Like, what if she's not passionate enough? What if she's like flat at one point? Is it going to be like, nah, like, cause we weren't sure for a minute. He was not waking up quickly. So I was like, maybe he he's wants just to hear the whole song in the snooze. And he's going to like evaluate the he's song. He's not going to just leap right up. Yeah. That's the whole point of the statue so, plus song yeah. commitment. You have to do to get yeah. him up. Loved it. Love that scene. Um, I love the end fight. Um, I felt like I was trying to think of all the different scenes and I love so many of these scenes, but really the end fight is just so fun. Mm-hmm. I love it. Cause it also has like a lot of action movies. Yeah. Maybe before, but certainly after. Where like the villain, basically the villain just beats up on the hero so badly that just at some point the hero is beaten down and just his anger just goes, and then he just beats the bad guy just because he gets angry enough. And that's what this fight was, was just Godzilla going, you know what, motherfucker, I'm going to tear your head off. Yeah. Well, it was supercharged on lightning. So yes, of course. Yeah. He went and got supercharged on lightning, but I just, I love that. And that's a trope I never get tired of. I love it. It's especially like boxing movies. It's almost like every boxing fight. It's like, who is he going to lose? No, he's just needed to get angry enough. No, man. He just (laughs) got struck by fucking lightning. He's not losing. Right. Definitely not. He's good. Uh, and so I just that end fight scene was great working with King Caesar. Um, maybe it's not even the end fight scene, but I know there's a, a moment when Godzilla tries to do something and Godzilla gets out of the way and he literally like throws his hands together like go. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, is absolutely amazing. So, yeah, the fight scenes of this are just a blast. And he has like blood spurting out of him mm-hmm. and those like yeah. darts that go in him. When he like, rejects the darts. He's like, Pum-me. yeah, just like Pum, just, get those darts yeah. out of me. Like I just, I loved everything about that end fight scene. It is just a blast to watch. Just so much fun. All right, let's go into our final questions. These are our final questions for Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. When, when they're on that plane to Tokyo and when Kazuke remembers the Azumi priestess and her premonition, why does he think of it like 20 different times? <laughs> yeah. Is he like tripping balls or something? Like what happened <laughs> there? Well, it's a big thought. It is. It is. <laughs> you know, it is. Yeah. it's a big thing to suddenly yeah. be realizing like, oh, mm-hmm. there's an Azumi priestess and she made a prophecy and this <laughs> is the thing. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if you were on a plane and you looked out, okay. and you saw a big cloud that looks like a mountain, and you're like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I heard an Azumi priestess have a prophecy. You'd be thinking about that for a while. I, I just, you know I'm what? I'm going to be like, shh, Ryan, shh, I'm, I'm sleeping. watching a movie. <laughs> I'm sleeping. That's I'm true. sleeping. I'm That's sleeping. True. If you I'm want asleep. me to wake up, get the statue, sing me a song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just have never had never had my memories come back up in Kaleidoscope. So I'm just, I guess I was just jealous. Yeah. You've also uh, never had Ambien. So, you know. <laughs> 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 it's true. That's very true. Um <laughs> When Nambara finally re- finally reveals that he's a Interpol agent, he takes his sunglasses <laughs> off 
Doesn't he have that backwards? <laughs> Isn't that the um, moment you put them on? <laughs> That's funny. Turn out yeah. the bright lights. <laughs> Interpol. Interpol. Interpol, Interpol, everybody. Make sure you change it just a little bit. We yeah. don't want to get in trouble. Turn out the bright lights. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's more fitting with the, the music of this film so <laughs> um with, this is a tiny moment but when kazuke takes when he gets out and he's wearing again those uniforms we talked about that the aliens wear yeah and he and he and he meets up with the gang and he's left the base and he takes them off he reveals that underneath He's still wearing his sports coat. Yeah. And it's still buttoned. Yeah. How did he do that? He did a lot of physical activity. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. That, it's, that yeah. honestly, I mean, this is a movie about black hole aliens and giant monsters and, you know, mis- ancient mysticism. That might be the most incredible thing about this movie. Agreed. Th- yes. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I totally agree. I think it was a testament to how hard he didn't try. <laughs> also, at I would have to say at how well that button was sewn in. Seriously, because yeah, I mean, how did that button not come what out? What is the Be information honest. on this tailor? <laughs> be honest with your tailor. Tell yeah. your tailor what you're going to be doing. Yeah, your sure. tailor's here to help you. Yeah, it's like you know tight when the tape. Yeah, because right. every time I've invaded an alien base, the button comes on. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Because, because yeah. like me, when the tailor says, ooh, that feels a little tight, and I'm like, I say, yeah, but I'm going to lose some weight. I'm not going to lose weight. <laughs> what I should be saying is, you're right. This is too tight, and I'm going to get in a fight later, mm-hmm. and I need this to stay buttoned, and the tailor is going to get your back. Mm-hmm. Well, because that's, yeah. that's not a good fitness goal. Uh, I really got to lose a couple of pounds because I got to make sure that when I button my sports coat, that it's real nice. Like, it's not enough. That's not enough. You know? Yeah. Um, d- director uh, June Fukuda, he had said at some point that uh, before TriStar put out their 1998 remake of Godzilla, he actually said that Americans should be producing Godzilla movies. He was like, that's who should be making Godzilla movies, America. Agree or disagree? This is a very complicated question. Um, Most of, I I mean, hmm, this is tough. I can see why Jun Fukuda said this, because I think his sensibilities, especially coming from the TV world, would have put him in, in in a place where he, you know, wanted to see what the Americans would do with it, which inevitably would be bigger and flashier and, more violent and all that stuff. Um, I'm glad the Americans ended up taking a stab at it. You know, I the 98 movie, is it a Godzilla movie? I don't think so. Is it is it a, a fun, stupid, Roland Emmerich giant monster movie? Yeah. I, you know, I can dig sure. it. I like it. So, I don't know. The, the, uh, and, and I actually do like the, the new, the, the, the new, uh, legendary Godzilla movies quite a lot. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, don't know. Don't you feel like his head's too small? Oh, no. <laughs> I like Chon- beef. I like Chonky small. Godzilla. I like All it. Right. I like Chonky Godzilla. Right. You mm-hmm. know? Um, <laughs> he's been asleep for a long time. Cut him some slack. <laughs> you know? I feel like his head's too small. 
know. He's not being honest with his tailor. Yeah. So he's not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Good, good idea or bad idea? Yeah, sure. Good idea. Let more people play in the sandbox. Why not? Yeah. Mark? I I don't have a horse in this race. I, I don't know. <laughs> America? I know you've seen the newer ones. Yeah. You've seen the newer ones. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right. I can't choose. Okay. Ryan, well, no, I'll uh, turn it to you. Well, I mean, I do think the newer ones, saying this in front of 1998 seems like a setup to a punchline, and the punchline being the film. But, it, you know, that he had no idea that that's the movie yeah. that they were going to make. But, you know, but the movie they did make was clearly would reject his theory. <laughs> well, well, and and also it should be, I mean, it should be noted that like Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin were very clear in interviews that they did not like the Godzilla franchise. Right. They didn't right. get it. They weren't fans of it, you know? And so when they were making their movie, they were like, this is a stupid thing and we're going to do our own thing and completely eliminate everything that's come before the, the new ones, the legendary ones, Toho's very closely involved in those movies. You know, and and has quite a lot of say in in their their beloved character, uh, and and I think that that's a lot of the reason why these are, are these are working at least for me why these are working. Um, you know, it, it's you know Godzilla. <clears throat> Godzilla is a a force of nature. Godzilla mm-hmm. is not just just a monster. Godzilla is yeah. more than that, and Godzilla has come to to become a symbol of Japan itself and a symbol of Japanese culture and a very important um, symbol of, of the atomic era. Um, I mean, that's how we, how we began, you know? And so I, th- I think that like to say like, should Americans have a stab at it? Yes. Will Americans ever truly understand Godzilla? No, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. I don't think they will ever be able to even understand it despite their best intentions. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. I feel like when Americans take a stab at it, they're still just even just rewatching Godzilla King of Monsters. It's just made to be like almost a 1950s creature feature at the time. Mm-hmm. It's not there's nothing to it. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I think a lot of the new movies can be a lot of fun, but they don't don't really there's nothing else going on they're just making a big monster movie and monster movies are great don't get me wrong i like monster movies Mm -hmm. but uh, that's where i'm like i'm I'm not always so in love with them because they're just to what graham's point is they don't they they haven't really embraced what makes them unique and Mm -hmm. what's interesting about them i also think they don't always come up with good stuff for the characters the human characters to do maybe skull island being the exception sure um but they just they kind of underserve their human characters and then they don't truly get i think what makes godzilla very special and i say that as a novice but yeah well and and i think that godzilla versus mecha godzilla you know is actually a really good um you know sort of uh, i don't know what the word is like litmus test for, for this you know as as an example of the alchemy that goes into making a godzilla movie you know here's a here's a film that is it's fun it's for kids, you know, this is a, you know, you we're have like childish adults. Uh, sure. You know, you have, you have Godzilla, you know, <laughs> you know, getting into like boxing stances and you have, yes. you know, uh, you, you have all this stuff that, that on its surface, like I think an American audience might watch it and would go the, and I'm talking the average American audience, you know, middle America, 
you know, would watch it and go like, well, this is dumb. This is silly. But that's the thing about the Japanese sensibility of it is that, you know, Godzilla, it comes with, it's, he, he's, Godzilla is the soul of a nation. You know, Godzilla is, is the, is literally born from the collective pain and anguish of, of a generation of Japanese people um, after the bombs fell. And the fact that then over the course of, you know, 30 years, well, I guess this is the, the 20th anniversary of the, of the first film. So over the course of 20 years, now Godzilla is transformed into sort of this lovable friend of mankind, you know, yeah. that we're happy to see, you know? <laughs> yeah. And we're like, why are you hit, you know, hurting your bestie, bro? Like, what's going on? And it just feels like Godzilla itself is a part of the healing process of Japan. Mm. Um coming out of this i mean this is 30 years after the bombs fell okay, you right. know is when this movie right. came out right uh you know the, the original film came out 10 years after the bombs fell you know and so it's like i i don't know i just i see godzilla as as being a symbol of of that collective healing and and again it's just something that i think you know the americans american audiences all we think about is how's the military gonna beat it you know how are we right. gonna destroy right. it Right. And that's what happens in the 98 mm-hmm. film. Then you know the 98 mm-hmm. film purely becomes about about, about the mili- the might of the American military destroying this monster. And it's kind of sad, but we're still like yay military. And in this it's I you know it's 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 just it's about so much more than that. Um mm-hmm. so you know, I I think that the Americans add their own flavor. Uh and again, I really do like the the legendary films, but um yeah, there's just something about the Japanese identity with Godzilla that I, I think is something you just can't replicate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well said. Um, let's get into a quick little bit of research. This one actually had a bigger budget than some of the other Godzilla films. And it manifested itself in that they had actually three months to shoot, which they don't mm. normally which always was have that. a huge amount of time for a Godzilla Un- film. Yeah. Yeah. And I think served the film well, as yeah. we've all been saying. It was actually even a bigger success than its predecessor Godzilla versus Megalon but not as much as some of the other films that were earlier in the series but still enough for Toho to immediately go into another sequel with Mechagodzilla so in 1977 the film was released in the U.S. by Cinema Shares who released the film as I mentioned under the title Godzilla versus the Bionic Monster that is until Universal sued them claiming that uh, the title was too similar to their TV productions, The Six Million Dollar Man and its spinoff, The Bionic Woman. That's funny. Wow. So they actually then <laughs> retitled it Godzilla versus the Con- Cosmic Monster, or as the posters often say, Godzilla versus Cosmic Monster, which I think is even better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they did trim it a little bit. Um, so they trimmed the film just a little bit, including getting rid of a lot of the, the opening credits and the title page. They put in a new title card. The uh, Obviously, they changed the title, so they obviously would change the title card to that. But they also got rid of that scene where Nanbara strangles one of the aliens. Remember, he, he mm-hmm. strangles the aliens yep. and then the mm-hmm. alien turns from yeah. its human yeah. form to his alien form. And then the sh- the the final shootout between Nanbara and some of the aliens was edited, uh, and also at the end when King Caesar returns to his resting place, Nami, the Azumi princess, she like runs through the homeland and she's like celebrating, and so they kind of cut a lot of that out and just went to the title card. 
And they just said, let's cut all that mm. junk at the end, which again feels like, why? It's not that long. Right. It's already really a short. short. Movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a short film. What's, and we what open you... with her, so it feels like a lot of closure of like. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, bookending. Um, here comes New World to save the day, though, in 1988, because they, they acquired the dubbed version of this film. And released it on new on uh, video in unedited form, and hmm. of course that has been replicated by different companies since then. But they released it, and then also released it, of course, in their budget distributor, Star Maker. Which, if you've seen VHS tapes and lived in that era, you you saw Star Maker. Oh, I know Star Maker. Yeah, we all knew <laughs> Star Maker. Uh, and that's basically it. That's all the research I really had because I mean I knew I couldn't do better than Graham. Uh, who literally wrote the book on this. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's uh, all great stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it uh, you know, obviously this was right at the end of the Showa era um, and multiple times during the Showa era, there was concern uh, about the audience's sort of waning interest in Godzilla. And should we end the franchise? You know, should we end it? And um, and Destroy All Monsters was was intended to be the big final hurrah, you know, and, and of course it did spectacularly well. And so that saved the franchise. And by the time I got here, um, yeah, they put a bunch of money into this. Uh, it did pretty well. Uh, they went right into terror back at Godzilla. Um, you know, but in, that was the one where Ishiro Honda came back. Um, right, the original right. director, uh, he wanted to do it. And I think that it was sort of a combination of, them knowing that it was about time to end this part of the franchise um, due to all the reasons, you know, that they'd already been concerned about over the years. But also, I think Ishiro Honda wanted to be the one to get to sort of say goodbye. Mm. And mm. and it was a, okay, here you go, you know. Mm. And he did a spectacular job. That movie's wonderful. So... Yeah, um, yeah, I, I I love this movie, and and you know, like I said, I love the sequel, um, you know, and I I think that uh, as as evidenced by by Mark's enthusiasm, I think this is a great uh, <laughs> entry point. It is for Godzilla yeah. novices, you know. If you want, I mean, the original movie is a masterpiece, and and is one of the great the great films of cinema history. Um, but it's, it's an intense film and it's, you know, it's sort of like, I don't know. I, I think watching the original Gojira, you know, if you're looking for like a fun monster romp, I think that you're going to be sort of taken aback and like maybe disappointed. Um, if you want the fun monster battle action, uh, you're, you'd be hard pressed to find a better title than Godzilla versus Godzilla. Yeah. That first film too, I think benefits a lot too. And in, in the black and white era too, because, when you start moving this into color, that's when that criticism of like, that's just guys in suits and it's kind of silly because the way they blend the, I mean, you can tell their models and stuff and Godzilla, mm-hmm. but yeah. the way they blend that and they blend that in such a really smart way in the original film, you know, also the human characters and all that stuff, they do such a really great job with it. It's really, a ma- it really is a masterpiece. It's really a terrific film. It, it's an incredible movie. And I, yeah, I, part of the reason they hired Ashira Hondo is because he was a documentary filmmaker. He'd made a number of underwater mm. documentaries, especially. Oh, because um, the underwater footage in it yeah, is really good that too. Was, that was basically why they went to him. They went to him because for two reasons. Uh, is because one, he had been an underwater documentary and they knew there was going to be a lot of underwater footage. Um, and two they knew that they were making essentially an anti-war movie. 
Um, and Ishiro Honda, even though he had served during World War II, uh, he was a vocal um, anti-war voice in the mm. entertainment industry. Um, very, very anti-war, very anti-establishment. And so they said, well, if there's anybody to helm this particular movie, it would be him. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I mean, you see it and you go, I get it. I get why this has then lasted this long. Mm -hmm. Also have to say too, um, watching then the American version, Godzilla King of Monsters, I wanted to tell you guys, James Hong does some of the dubbing of the Japanese characters. I Yes, oh. I know that. Which yeah, we, just, cool. we just did uh, The Vineyard uh, last October. Okay. And Sorry, The Vineyard, as Erica. As Erica. Thank you. Thank you, sorry. Um, and it, it just, I was kind of floored because you hear his voice and you, you know it, even though mm-hmm. it's a younger voice and everything, but you can tell and it's just like, oh my, he was... That's how long he's been working. He's still oh, working. So cool. And he dubbed some of the original voices of, of you know, Godzilla King of Monsters, what, 1956 that comes out? Mm-hmm. I mean, unbelievable. What a, a massive career. Yeah. And they recorded it all like, it was him and another guy, and they recorded it all like on a day, and they did not look at the footage. Wow. <laughs> so they just recorded it, and they just recorded all the lines, and they just used the best ones that fit. And they would mess with the speed so that it would like match. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Hmm. <laughs> so they also probably got paid zero for that. Yeah, oh, well, you got that. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. like Absolutely. so little for like a day's work. But anyway, Graham, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Thank you, my pleasure. It was so awesome having you. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Um, tell everybody where they can find you online and and buy um, your wonderful book. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Graham Skipper. Um, and yeah, I mean you can buy my book. Pretty much anywhere. Um, I certainly, you know, I, I would say support your local bookstore. Um, sure, you know, and and uh, uh, definitely try to order through them uh, if you if you can, you know. But obviously, I mean, you can get it through Barnes and Noble. You can get it through Amazon, um, and uh, it's listed <laughs> sort of as as two titles. The actual official title is Godzilla: The Official Guide to the King of the Monsters. But Amazon has it listed as Godzilla, the ultimate illustrated guide, which was the original title. But then when they shipped them out and I opened up the box, I was like, oh, it's a new title. Cool. Okay. Um, (laughs) uh, Which I actually like better because it is the official guide. Uh, I worked with Toho on it. I'll leave you with with, uh, one final, two two final little fun anecdotes that I I loved about working on the book. One. Uh, one is that once I had written, you know, my my draft of everything, I certainly had to send it to Toho so that they could look through everything, make sure that I sort of gotten everything right and that I was, uh, you know, crediting people correctly and stuff like that. Um, and the one major change that they made. So, I, you know, because it's Godzilla, the king of the monsters, right? I had gendered Godzilla as a he throughout the whole book. Sure. sure. Um, and they changed every one of those to an it or a them. And the reason... Mm-hmm. Is because they said Godzilla is like an earthquake. Godzilla is like a hurricane. Godzilla doesn't have a gender. God, hmm. That that it, it, uh, you wouldn't say an earthquake's a boy or a girl. An earthquake is an earthquake. Godzilla is Godzilla, um, hmm. and I love that. I, I thought that that was wow. profound and cool. And yeah, very cool. And I, it I is love, cool. I love that. And then uh, the other just really cool. There, there's a, a great uh, film, Godzilla versus Hedera, that is a you know, AKA Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. If you were looking for a trippy balls out acid trip of a Godzilla movie. (laughs) That's the one for you. Um, But I think my favorite little anecdote of of, like favorite fact that I found while I was 
doing research is that so the actor that was playing Hidera that was in the suit at the time it was the biggest heaviest suit that they'd made for any of the monsters including Godzilla and uh, his appendix burst while they were filming oh. while they were on set oh, oh my god and oh. they didn't have time to take him out of the suit so a doctor huh. got called to set and had to perform an appendectomy on him with while he was in the suit they had to cut through the suit Whoa. And then he cut into him without anesthesia, and they oh, took out wow. his appendix while he was dressed as Hedera. Wow. How wild is that? Isn't that cool? <laughs> that yeah. is crazy. Yeah. That's wild. Insane. Insane. But yeah, I so anyway, you you find lots of anecdotes and stuff like that in the book. Uh I'm really lucky that I that I got to work with Toho to do it, and uh I think the book turned out really beautifully. And so, uh, yeah, seek it out and support your local bookstore. And it makes a great gift. It, mm. <laughs> it looks great. I was checking it out today. I'm definitely going to order it. You guys should definitely order it. Uh, everybody listening, order this book. Follow Graham. Give us a five-star review if you can. If you like this episode, let us know what you feel about Godzilla. Tell us what your favorite Godzilla movie is. We are now the biggest Godzilla fans. So we need to know. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. Follow us on all the socials. Go to our website, newworldpicturespodcast.com. You can find all of our episodes there. You can find our merch there. We have t-shirts, not just t-shirts with our logo, but t-shirts that we specially design from various episodes. And we're going to have new designs coming there all the time. So uh, we just think they're real fun. We hope you will too. So check that out. And we'll see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody.